just keep her through cards and a wishing well. Prayed for a love to call his own, a love to break the spell. Welcome to the Red Pill Buddhas podcast for red pilled Buddhas everywhere. Revolutionary, free thinking spiritual people who've woken up from the mainstream narrative on various levels. And I interview some of the most fascinating ones here. Please also visit thehumanunleashed.com for hundreds of hours of our video content on all areas of health, lifestyle, and much more. And theredpillrevolution.com for our five star reviewed book and subsequent publications in the Red Pill series as they come out. Uh, well, hi everyone. Welcome to the first episode of this revamped podcast that I, I used to do under the um, under the brand of 100% Carnivore and Beyond, but now it's Red Pill Buddha. And uh, our first Red Pill Buddha is Zahir Khan, an old friend of mine. And I'm, I'm still smiling because we just talk such nonsense and we have been talking nonsense before I hit the record button. But look, there's another, uh, there's another interview I had with him, great chat. And I'm gonna put that in the show notes below. So you can go and check that out if you wanna know more about Zach. Um, so and how we met and all that lunacy and um but but this time i mean so many weird things have happened since we last spoke that i think we're going to have a lot to talk about we're not going to go into all the real um uh, conspiracy theorist stuff i'm sorry conspiracy realist stuff that's been happening um because we do a lot of that on our human unleashed covid19 chats that you can find on our website um, and, and which I get taken down from my YouTube channel. So I'll, I'll see if we can keep this up most places before we get um, shipped off to uh, Bill Gates's prison. Um, so anyway, welcome back again, Zach. Zach is, is, is a proper guru. He does actual satsangs and actually sees through a whole load of the narrative, which is perfect for this podcast. That's exactly what I want because so many of the spiritual people are not seeing through this narrative and towing the line and uh, I think it's quite disgraceful behavior. So we might get into a bit of that and we'll get into a bit of other things too. So Zach, welcome back. Thank you for having me. It's, uh, yeah, it's so welcome. good to see you again. I, I like the fact that this just ha happened so randomly that like literally two days ago you were like, let's do an interview. It's like, yeah, why not? Let's, uh, let's see if we can continue from Carnival and beyond and go into a bit of depth about all the weird and wonderful things that are happening in the world at the moment should be a should be fun and yeah, so maybe quite a kind of different spiritual perspective kind of thing. So well, yeah, what's, what's happened? You've been travelling around. It hasn't hit you particularly, has it? You've you've. Sort um, of I, I I I haven't had a pandemic. Um, I haven't actually had a pandemic. Well, well, well has anybody? No, I don't. I well, <laughs> I think people have had a pandemic, or they'd like to think they've had a pandemic. See, what happened with me was I was in Devon when um, they announced the lockdown. And uh, I just remember seeing this aircraft destroy, you know, aircraft carrier go across the bay and I thought, oh, well, that's it, it's all over for me. Um, and I just, um, somehow a group formed around me and I carried on doing meetings. Um, and just, I've just carried on doing meetings and more and more people are showing up and I don't know how it's happened. Um, but I've just, I, I believe in just following whatever the moment says and the moment was like, talk to people. So I've literally moved between um, the Midlands, the North and, uh, and the South throughout the whole year, talking to people, um, whether it's randomly or in meetings. And it's been really interesting because I was traveling through the first lockdown and I actually had somebody come all the way from Norway 
to meet me during the first lockdown, which was quite possibly the most surreal thing ever because one look at the guy, you know, would have got him stopped, but he literally got straight through. So I'm gonna, there's reality and there's reality and I'm going to follow reality. And I'll no doubt explain that as I go further on. So with me now, I think it's, I think what's happening is now everything's opening up and this is a great opportunity for everybody to put their guards down now and sort of say, hey, we've got somewhere. But I think if anything, now's really the time to step up. And I think it was something you said in a discussion about. I think now we need to really start talking about what is this thing. And in the spiritual community, there's been a split. There are those who are towing the narrative about we need to get our vaccines and Fauci's completely correct. And then there's a, a smaller but you know, emerging group which is keeping, you know, which is keeping to the real narrative of no, something's going horribly wrong here. We need to really talk about it. So I've found that whereas before I could just do a meeting and talk about the nature of reality and self-realization, a lot of this is starting to creep in because people are genuinely afraid and they're being overdosed with information. And um, you know, one day you've been told one thing, one day you've been told another. Obviously, you'll you'll know that better than I do, but um being on the ground and seeing people and looking at them you know looking at them through the white you know just literally seeing the whites of their eyes is a different experience altogether and i think really that's what's going to be needed more of and i've been saying that for the last couple of months that really it's about coming out and talking to people and actually getting engaged and that's where it's a shame because a lot of the spiritual community are forgetting their heritage which is the spiritual community has you know, in the past, being involved in some of the most, you know, like revolutionary activities, but it's incredible how now everybody just wants to post stuff on Facebook. But hey, it's a different time now. We're all too busy trying to save our subscriber bases and uh, and uh, our living and what have you, and uh, trying to tie the line. But you know, th that's life. And I think in that case, maybe I'm a bit of a relic. But I'd rather be a relic and and be able to kind of say, look, I'm doing what I need to do. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I think I, I think we're on the right side of history. You know. I, I really do. Yeah. I think there's a there, there's a, a lot of people, a lot, a lot more people, just like in the medical community. I think there's a lot more people in the spiritual community who are kind of frightened to speak out. And so yeah. I, I think it's been, you know, a, as you know, I, I had my Buddha at the gas pump interview pulled by the lovely mm. after mm. after he said he wouldn't, as did uh, a couple of other people. But I, a lot of people yeah. have come to us with with support, you know, and, and outrage mm. at that. And and uh, I, I think these people are great because the cream seems to sort of rise to the top or uh, yes. Rick probably thinks like the shit's rising to the top. But I think it's the cream rising to the top. And I think that, um, that, that it's, it's turned out nicely now because we're going to have some chats and it's inspired me to start this again, you know, mm. to see people who have seen through a lot of this narrative, such as a lot of the people in the spiritual community and um, the people who are doing great courses about prepping and all the real stuff that's going on, you know, and then suddenly at the end, you'll get a whole load of vegan propaganda. And the fact that Bill Gates is, uh, is, is pushing the plant-based diets, I don't know why they haven't twigged yet, that that's part of the whole sort of the same thing, you know, but they don't seem to have done. And, uh, and, and that's weird, but um, yeah, I, I, I just think that, that, this is a great time and i think that we're going to come out brilliantly out of this and and mm. you know you and i you're, you're you're not so outspoken about it as me because i'm sort of in that whole health and diet side of things but mm. where, where it's impacting people but you know I, I i i just love your humorous attitude to it that's what i love about talking to you everything is hilarious the 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 that you that i i find when we discuss stuff and that's yeah, yeah. talking to you. And I think that's so important at the moment, don't you? Just take the piss a bit, you know? 
you, you can't take it too seriously. Um, I, I think, God, if we if we start getting stuck into all of this, um, well, we're seeing what's happening now, rising levels of mental health issues and uh, and all of that. And um, like, yeah, like, like you said, you know, you're talking more about the health side of it and obviously all the conspiracy side of it. It's kind of I'm focusing on on more the spiritual side, but not in the understanding that most of you will will have of oh yeah, you know, it's about chakras and, and what have you. To me, it's a, this is a reality and it seems to be deepening. And, you know, I don't subscribe to that whole light worker. Oh, yeah, it's good versus evil. Yeah, again, that's just nonsense. And there's so much that we could kind of completely uh, unpackage about the whole spiritual community. It's like, where do you want to start? And do we really have another 12 hours? Um, but Dive, yeah, in. Right. Dive in, man. I want to hear what you think. Well, well, the, thing is, the, 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 the thing is, this is like what I'm reminded of is there. Uh, I mean, I've. I was joking around about wanting to go to Russia recently um, and learn the Les Ginka, which is a dance that they, they do in, in, in the steps. And there's a place there called Dagestan, and I follow the UFC, and there's a guy called Khabib, who's like this amazing fighter. Now, Dagestan had this Sufi called Imam Shaman, who literally backed off the Russian army for God knows how many years with a small band of men. And the reason he did that was because he saw oppression. And he was a deeply, deeply spiritual man. Again, if you look at the Indian home rule, rule movement, there was a lot of people there as well who literally stood up for oppression. And I think the spiritual community has kind of lost sight of itself. You know, we have to return to more basic and organic ways of, of maybe small organic meetings, speaking to people and moving as, uh, as something reality based. And yes, you know, your interview getting taken down. I mean, I think, you know, we had a conversation and it was, it was evident that something like this was going to happen. I remember I think you said something about, you know, you clocked the situation before most people. And, and the thing is, it's, we've got a, I mean, the, the same person, Rick Archer, has now got an association for spiritual integrity. So there's this attempt now to police everything in the world. And we're going to police spiritual people as well. And it's great. Good luck with that one. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's kind of interesting what's going on. But I think like you said, the cream will rise to the top. And I think that's what's happening now. People are coming out and sort of saying something's not right here. And yes, okay, we may never know exactly what's going on because th this thing that's playing out is, is multi-dimensional, multi-layered, whatever you want to say. But I think over time we'll figure out what's going on. And I think it, I, I agree with you, it's an exciting time. There's so many changes and I'm excited about what happens. I'm excited about all the introduction of all of these things and how we will adapt as, as humanity. Because, you know, a couple of days ago, I went to watch a film and there was this high-functioning autistic there. And um, we were we were talking and he goes, oh, you know, I think AI is one. And I was like, no, mate, I really don't think so, because it's already flawed from the outset. It's, it's flawed because it's something created from mind and the mind is limited. So we got into a bit of a discussion. What was really interesting, this guy was really reveling in his intellect. And obviously, you know me, I just like to play around and eventually just had to get up and walk away because it was like you're, you're bringing your intellect to this conversation. The whole reason this whole thing is going to fail is because there's intellect going up against a reality. And the intellect is an aspect of reality and it's literally like you know it, it's it's an unfair fight so the thing is is you know there's a beautiful verse in the Quran where they go they plan and god plans and god is the best of planners well they plan and reality plans and reality is the best of planners and if reality says sit down and talk to people you talk to people you always trust you always trust what's reality based which is the universe but i know as i'm speaking i'm not being as clear as i can possibly be but i think that's what will be the next 
step for me personally, which is about kind of de-emphasizing a lot of this spiritual stuff and trying to have conversations with people because we are all ultimately feeling the same thing. We're all looking at the same problem from as many different angles as possible. Some through the conspiracy field, some through the diet field, some through the spiritual field. But if we can step back and look at it from all those different lenses, we're, we're more in control. I mean, there was, I, I don't know if you remember when um, Sterling was almost devalued in one day. And I think it was um, Nigel Lawson was the um, chancellor of the exchequer and they had to put up the interest rates up to 15% to stop this Hungarian stock speculator guy called George Soros, who no doubt everybody's heard of, from, from literally bankrupting the UK. Now, I actually read about that and they said that they had like so many sub trades going on, it was unreal. So I think the thing is, is there's so many different games being played on so many different levels that it's just literally about stepping back and trying to see the bigger picture here as to what, which way they're trying to take humanity. And one of the ways is, it is a bit of a, it's 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 a wealth grab on one on one level. It's it's eugenics on another level because we want to depopulate as well. And then on top of that, it's also about social control as well. And I think this is where the spiritual community has to come into its own and actually start speaking to people. But can, can the spiritual community come into its own? Because it all seems to be so, or the majority of it seems to be so sort of love and light now and all that sort of thing. And you mustn't be outspoken. You mustn't swear. You mustn't take any action. This is not spiritual. I mean, have they read the Gita? You know, they're not spiritual. To say, sort no, of no, no, there's a simple established, answer. That's not yeah, that's exactly. Not but established in being, then take action. Mm. Yeah, there's nothing unspiritual about taking action, swearing, being loud, you know. Mm. And so I, I, I think that a lot of these people have been made really subservient by following, like you say, not spirituality, just more like sort of brainwashing and plant based diets and be all lovely and sit around and do yoga and sit in the corner and meditate. And that's all you need to do. And I don't think it is. We, we, we got the McDonald's version of spirituality. We got the McDonald's version of spirituality that came over from the East. And what happened was, and I've said this so many times, and I think I probably even said it, I can take a rickshaw driver from India and Pakistan bring him here, build him a movement, you'll think he's a great Maharishi. And, uh, you know, if, say, for example, we look at the non-dual community and everybody loves Ramana Maharishi and then everybody claims a lineage and yet this teacher never left the lineage. So it's just these little simple basic things that people fall over on. And then if you really look at it, so that was a spirituality that was for the Indian subcontinent. It wasn't meant to be transplanted over here. It came over here just so they were going to make some money out of it. And the plant-based diet didn't need to come over here as well. It was literally an ideology that they were trying to force onto the world and stuff. And um, it's something that it's kind of interesting because, you know, obviously I'm a victim of like cultural appropriation, the true sense of the word when I go to places like Glastonbury and Totnes and the places I speak at. You know, so for example, you know, there's a guy a couple of weeks ago who was wearing a scarf on his head and said, what's that? He goes, it's a turban. You've just literally said it's a turban to a guy from Pakistan, do you know what I mean, where we know how to wear turbans. And the thing is, I think that's the kind of narrative we need to, to, to be coming out with, you know, and that will de-emphasize a lot of the spiritual stuff because a lot of it is nonsense. What about the compassion side? What about justice? What about a complete teaching? To say it's just this is spiritual laziness and also arrogance. And just because I've got a copy of the Gita or a copy of the Quran or I read Ramana Maharishi's I Am That, it doesn't mean I understand it because it, it says in these books as well that a lot of people are going to be blinded to this stuff. And yes, true spirituality sometimes does, does mean coming out and, and fighting for what you believe in. And that's been evidenced all over the world. I mean, if you look at it here, I mean, I don't really know that much, but modern medicine destroyed most of the healing modalities here when it, when it came to light. Whereas 
on the Indian subcontinent, we've still got these old school healers who are coming out with traditional cures. And it was why, because this country industrialized and because it industrialized, it lost its spiritual heritage. And it's about reclaiming it here. You may find that you had some real warriors amongst your spiritual people. And they're the people who will sooner or later come to the, you know, rise to the top. I, I think a lot of these, I think it's almost worthless talking about these people who think they're spiritual. At the end of the day, if you're not done, and you're still speaking, please step out of the narrative. I don't want to know, you know what I mean? And everything, come to me when you've done something. Um, and that may sound harsh, but you know, I sat with some incredible teachers on my journey up and they, they, didn't, they didn't like waste their time on this bullshit. And the thing is, I think that's the problem we're doing now, you know, this love and light and being light work because it's, it's a rehash of ideas and it's an incomplete understanding. Even if you look at non-duality, it came from Advaita Vedanta, which is a comprehensive philosophy, which most people in the non-dual community don't understand. It had sister philosophies. It had, it had other, philo- you know, it had all sorts and everything. And there were things like character was also built. The school that I came through, there was a massive emphasis on building character. There was a massive emphasis on hard work. And we believe that all we're going to do is we're going to throw a few crystals around. And I know this is going to sound like a rant, but I apologize. And that somehow we're going to understand this. There are people who dedicated their entire lives to this. And it makes a mockery of those people. But those are the people who will, over time, come out to the core of this and sort of like say, look, something's horribly, horribly wrong. It doesn't make sense. And we have to always be with reality. So, for example, when the world went into lockdown, I went the other way. And I talked about it on my videos as well. I said, look, I seem to have gone the other way. You know, um, I was I was carrying on regardless. Because if this reality tells me to, to, to shut up now, I'll just shut up. It's like even this conversation at this moment in time, I know that we're just playing. We're trying to come out to something. And it's like whether we can just bring out what really needs to be said so that people can benefit from this. And, and actually... The best way we're going to be safe with everything that's going on now, it's dead simple to know ourselves. As we know ourselves, we'll understand what reality is doing around us. It's as simple as that. When we go for conspiracies or plant-based or this or this, we're going for little aspects of it. I say go for the whole cake because the whole cake is, is your birthright. It's who you are. And it's dead simple. You ask yourself the question, who am I? What does this mean to me? You feel the emotions as well. One day you're being told to go to school. The next day you've been told you can't. The day after that, you're being told you can go to this country. And I think a lot of people know what's going on, but it's fear. And it's the fear we have to address because a lot of these policemen who are policing these demonstrations, they know what's what's right and what's not. It's the fear of their pension. It's the fear of what's gonna happen in my retirement. And it's those fears that we have to address. And I think for that, we have to go into the community. We have to talk to people. We really do have to talk to people. We have to share with them and sit with them and understand their fears and, and what's going on. I, I don't think people are unintelligent. I just think people have been beaten down and they've beaten. It's a psychological operation. It's just beating people down constantly. And the intelligent ones who see what's going on, you know, they're able to react to it. Um, but yeah, you, you know, your you working class guy on the street who has no idea, doesn't know how he's going to, you know, pay his mortgage and then gets furloughed and goes, hey, this is happy days. This is really good for me. That's where the conversation is going to happen. And I think that's where we have to have it come down from the intelligentsia into the masses. But for that, we need to really clear up these misunderstandings. Even with our spirituality, it has to become simpler so that the common man understands. And I think that's where we have to go back to the old ways. And the old ways were people went out into the communities. They worked in the communities. They sat with people. They understood their pain. They provided them with meals. They did all that, you know, literally social work. 
in the truest sense of the word. And I think that's when we're going to see some change in society. But the beautiful thing is the low uptake of vaccines, the kind of conversations. I, I can literally be walking down the street. And as far as I'm concerned, it looks like I'm attracting every conspiracy theorist in the world. I'm not. Ordinary people are just walking up to me and sort of saying, mate, something's not right here. I was literally in the lift of a hotel and the guy starts telling me about how he feels we're going to be locked down for another two years. It's going to be like, and I've not even asked for the conversation. You know, I got told to take off a mask as well. I actually put on a mask in this cab so it was great. I was, I just, you know, my mom put a mask on. And the guy was like, take that thing off. You know, get in my cab if you've got that thing on. So I think, you know, it's, it's a better situation than we feel. But I, th- I feel a few tech guys sitting in Davos are going to try to control the narrative. But I think it was something I said um, to this guy. I said, look, if you look at most of these tech billionaires, they were probably all bullied at school. They were probably all ostracized. We're literally dealing with psychological trauma. These were the kids who got bullied at school. And then they went on to create these massive companies. And it's just the revenge of the nerds. It's, it's really as simple as that, which is I a whole thing. I think that's a great different. point. And I think, I think you're absolutely right. The people just want to talk now because... I notice in my consults, it used to be about autoimmunity and, yeah, uh, yeah. And, 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 you know, weight loss and mm. all these sort of things. Yeah. And now, now people just want to talk about this. They're so distressed. They're so distraught. And they've got a lot of people have got nobody to talk to if they live on their own and whatever. Jeremy Ayers, who I've worked with as well, mm. who, you know, I mean, he's finding the same thing. And, and just most of the time now, our energies are going to try to take the fear out of people here. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. I made a video about, you know, the cure for corona fear yeah, corona I remember seeing that video, or something yeah. on my, on my and it, it's just some desperate attempt really to 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 to, to make people understand about mm. how you have to go to the root of it and then all the problems are over because if you get you see there's two sides of it i think there's the people who are all airy fairy oh let's just mm. ignore it everything mm. will be perfect and then there are people who mm. are terrified but then you, you know if you've had some kind of awakening and it's mm. stabilized you get that you get that all rolled into it's, one, but then the positive sides of it so that you can see the bigger picture, but you can still be mm. the individual and not run away into the corner where you have to sit in Lotus to get away from your fear, you know? And, and I think <laughs> this is this is really important. Yeah. Just be just be kind, just be a human yes. being as well. So everybody's sort of pretending to be tremendously mm. enlightened. They can't talk about this. I think this is what's wrong with the the so-called spiritual yeah. teachers at the moment, that they think it's unspiritual to, 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 to come into the body and do that. I mean, I love Eleanor, who I'm going to have on uh, probably next guest, you know, and how she'll just write this stuff, you know, like, fuck you, Rick Archer, and do yeah. those posts. And why not? Why not? It's not I, I think the thing is, that's what that needs to happen. Now. I think that now really needs to happen, that we, we need to... It, the spiritual community can't be policed. Let's be absolutely honest about it. it. It can't be policed. The only way it's going to be policed if it's going to be self-policed, and that's like... People who've had awakening stabilized are able to see if somebody's being a, a, an idiot or not. Um, I just, I, I just think, yeah, you're right. It's about we need to talk to people now. But it's something I've been saying for months that we do because it is. It's now people aren't really worried about, like you said, diets or what's going to happen financially. And it is. It's, I remember you saying something about it's getting busier. It will get busier as we start coming out of this, and that's what's happening. Now. Even I'm finding that. I, I just, I need a holiday as far as I'm concerned. I need to have my pandemic now and go into lockdown, but it's it's not happening. I, you know, I'm literally going from situation to situation and it is literally helping reassure people and stuff. And I think sometimes in this state of awakening, you almost act as a reminder that the presence that is concentrated in this place just acts as a reminder and it reassures people 
And sometimes it is about reassuring people. And sometimes it's about talking to them or maybe even sitting with them. Because, you know, this is a, there, was, there was a comment made by a, a, a father, sorry, a friend's father who said that these people are going to still do their work. These people who are deeply, deeply spiritual people, and we're talking like properly spiritual, not like I need to sit in Lotus in the corner now because I'm traumatized. They were going to get about in this pandemic. And I saw that. I've seen people working. I've, I've seen gatherings still happening. And all that's happened is they've just gone slightly underground. They've just said, okay, let's not make too much noise and everything. And people are just getting on with it because the work still has to be done. Because it is, it's like, you know, it, it would have been, it would have been okay. And I suppose the government would have got away with all of this nonsense if they hadn't done half of this stuff, because none of us expected us to walk into a pandemic. But even prior to that, I actually know a lot of teachers just before the pandemic, they started literally talking to people before this pandemic happened. I was, I was in Slovenia when I remember doing this meeting and it was like, I talked my heart out because on some level we knew that guess what? Something's on its way, something's going to happen. And I think the thing is this, when, when you're working in your natural way of being, you're, you're already ahead of the narrative. It's how we can help more and more people to start functioning naturally, which is to, to actually meet their fears and actually trust what they're saying is right you know what they're feeling is right and yeah it's it's simple it's it's simple signs everywhere you know i mean there are already there are signs for men of understanding so yeah yeah <laughs> have you have you have you noticed how um it's a funny one because i sort of back up this thing where i'm sort of approving of people saying fuck you rick, rick archer and all that or whoever mm -hmm. and and that is that have you noticed that the people on that sort of side of swallowing the narrative, it, it, they've got an enormous aggression about them. It's, 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 it's very strange. Yeah. And most of the ones on the other side haven't. It's just like, God, you know, like some are getting frustrated, but it's, it's mostly like, Christ, I hope you guys are okay. You know, and after all this, come and have a hug, you know? And I mean, I think. I, I was just about to offer them just because I said, look, come and hug me. But the thing is this, this, this won't happen. People won't come and hug. Because I think it goes back to what you were saying. There's the spiritual community, and then there's a the spiritual community, and it is the creeds rising to the top. Because just because I've got the Bhagavad or the Quran or the Bible, and I've read, it doesn't necessarily mean I know it. And that's the important thing that seems to be coming through. That there's there's, there's two versions of spirituality at work here, and one is completely fair based, and one wants to. There you go. Um, you know, one is completely fair based and, uh, and, and just wants to follow a narrative because it doesn't want to address its fear. And the other one is, has addressed its fear and is going, let's just go out into this wide expanse and see what happens. You know, let, let's, let's stop being afraid and let's literally pull the curtain back and see what it is that, that, that ails us. And I think that's what's happening because, I mean, I've, I've gone through a massive amount of fear over the last couple of like years and I'm just like well do you know what I just need to get on with this now and I think there's more and more people starting to do that and the thing is what we're also finding is that guess what the spiritual diet you know the spiritual way of speaking doesn't really hold and stuff I don't really care about awareness I don't care about consciousness you know I frankly part of my friendship I frankly don't give a fuck because it's not helping it's really not helping it's not helping those people who are scared it's not helping those people who can't get toilet roll from their local supermarket because guess what the, the, the press are ramping up the fact that there's supply chain problems and, and it's really about helping people see through that and that's again it comes back to being with people like you said sit with them give them a hug but I think with the community that's well with the way the spiritual community split this version that's following the narrative because it wants to keep safe well it says a lot but I mean going back to the Rick Archer point it was evident 
that it was going to happen. It, it was evident because literally all you need to do is just look at look at a character. You need to just look at the person, look at the character of the person. It's really as simple as that. And I think you're right with. But that's, I feel, the beginning of the end of, of that particular thing and something else will rise out, which will be pure and cleaner. It's it's the way of the world. It's the ebb and the flow. Now, they've had their day in the sun. Now it's time to really just talk to people. That's the important thing. We need to talk to people. We need to get out there. We need to share this stuff and, and, and share at the level that those people are at. Because sometimes I think with spirituality, it, it's so scary. It's so esoteric. I mean, you know, I, I'm a brown guy, for Christ's sake. Of course, you know what I mean? I'm going to know this stuff. But let's look into my background. I'm from a working class family in a place called Coventry. Well, that de-emphasizes I wasn't born uh, on the foothills of the Himalayas. So we've got to make it, you know, make people realize that we're not talking even about spirituality. Let's take that term and throw that out the window as well. We're talking about a simple natural way of being. A simple natural way of functioning, which will just help us. It'll help us manage our stress levels. It'll help us be better parents. It'll, be help, it'll help us be better friends. And it'll help us just have that sense of comfort that we're looking for. And we look for this sense of comfort in alcohol, in drugs, in, in accumulation of wealth. But it's about sort of saying, well, those things don't really work. It's like I'm, I'm in love with Instagram at the moment. And it's wonderful. It's amazing what's happening now, the narrative that's being pushed out on people. It's all about the, the, the bling culture. It's all about, and we're literally being dumbed down. Social media has been quite possibly the worst thing that could have ever happened to people. Because guess what? I, it connected us, but it disconnected as well. It made the narrative one dimensional. You know, if I say it's just this and I tweet that, nobody knows what time of day it was, what context it was, why it was said and how it was said. So, I think what's happened is the world now has amazing opportunities to miscommunicate, and we're seeing that in this pandemic. And in that miscommunication, you can divide people easily. And when we divide people, guess what? We can control. There's, there's what you're 1% to doing, in a nutshell. Uh, you know, I think it was Margaret Mead who said never, and it could be somebody else or completely, said never underestimate the value of like a small group of people who are, who are motivated. Well, you have a group of highly motivated people who are literally just creating the separation. It's, it's really as simple as that. The, the, the narrative has been broken down in so many different angles. So even the spiritual community, which should know better, which should know better, has allowed itself to be split. Divide and rule. It's the oldest trick in the book. That's yeah, we were, we, we were, we've been thinking this, and we, we, Jeremy and I have also said that, mm -hmm. that you know, there's going to be, after this is finished, however it finishes, you know, that mm -hmm. you can't bury the truth forever. And after this finishes, there's going to be so many people utterly distraught, you know, that yeah. this has happened. And I think they're going to be the angriest, most disturbed people. And this is even going to include spiritual teachers. This is going to include counsellors, you know, uh, and therapists and, and all of this. And they're all going to need enormous amount of help. And we're, we're actually going to put together something for therapists and counsellors and things to, mm. to help them to help themselves, to put it to put other people through it and to show them where all that truth was all along i can't say that anyone's found the absolute truth i don't claim that but we're still peeling back the layers of the onion and there are layers of, of, the, of the bullshit onion you know that get peeled yeah. back every day and some people just don't want to pick put just peel one single layer because it's too yeah. painful they could mm. not deal with one because their whole world would collapse this is unique this is unique this is a uh, this is a traumatic event that we're living through but it's not just, it's a certain group of people who've been traumatized. The entire world has been traumatized. And I, and I think that 
if anything, the real work starts, like you said, when it finishes. Because you're right, that the horrible thing is that the truth always comes out years, years later. And it's whether we can get the truth out now. It's whether we can bring it to the fore now. And it is, it's literally, it's, it's crazy because up until before the pandemic, everybody was nicely going along and doing their meetings and writing their books and everything was really, really lovely. And this pandemic has brought everything into sharp focus. So it is an opportunity, you know, for us to find out what's actually finally happening. But I don't know if we're, as a society, we're going to be able to cope with the revelations now or if we're going to need some time to integrate it and, and in the future. But again, it will lead to more and more people wanting to have conversations because it, it is, it's like what you said, it's quite shocking that people now want to do consoles, but they don't want to talk about diet. They just want to talk about something. And that's because guess what? Social media over the last 10, 15 years, or however long it's been here, has literally effectively cut down this communication. It stopped us from talking to each other. And we live in a 24-7 culture. India was the most abundant nation on earth. It was 25% of world GDP once upon a time. Why? Because the world, it was, it was literally run by spiritual teachers and it was abundant in the truest sense of the word. When we put time into this, when we put industrialization into this, when we put time to shut down the narrative of social media, it's like even this conversation. It's still maybe slightly more than one dimension, but it's whether we can just get out. This, this, I, I truly believe that the spiritual community will now, the, the ones who are rising to the top will come out and they will literally start talking to people. We will sooner or later leave these Zoom meetings. I, I don't know why I've not been able to do a Zoom meeting for the last year or so. I just don't feel the need to do this. If somebody says, hey, come on to Zoom, yeah, cool, if you set this whole thing up. You know, it's almost like my, my mind over the last year has just become a Luddite and I don't understand technology, but I do understand sitting with someone. I do understand holding their hand. I do understand being able to get to the heart of the, heart of the matter and say, what is it? What actually is it? And I think that's the conversation we need. That conversation is needed. I can't emphasize that enough. It's like cut through the bullshit. What is the heart? You know, what really matters? And I think that's what we've got to identify. That what what is it that comes, you know, at the very core of all of this? That's how it will affect society. And I think that's where the old teachers they were they were masters at that stuff. This this proliferation of spirituality right now is is quite scary, you know, like. I'm sending healing and I'm saying, yeah, okay, lovely. Um, it, it's, kind of a, it's kind of got to the point where I can't even rant and rave about this stuff anymore because it doesn't bother me. The way I see it is I'm, I'm just concerning myself with my work. I just love the fact that we're talking. To me, the most joyous thing that could happen right now, pandemic or whatever's going on, is I'm talking to someone. I'm talking to my brother. That, that to me is beautiful. And I think we need more of these beautiful moments now with people getting to, to meet each other. You know I mean? You know, the best thing that they did was the lockdown. They isolated people. You know, we've put our elderly into care homes. We we have literally taken our solution and our wisdom and we've dumped them into care homes to die. Great. You know, we, you know, we would be outraged by any genocide, and yet we've committed a genocide. You know, we're living and we've normalized it. You know, it's a bit like it's a bit like Nazi Germany. We're kind of going on to now. Do you know what I mean? Especially with senators now in America sort of saying there's going to be those who are vaccinated, those not. In other words, our choice has been taken away. But that's where I feel people will start standing up. They'll say, no, something's a bit wrong. It's a bit like the emperor's new clothes. Sooner or later, that child is going to come along and that child's going to say, you know what? He's not wearing any clothes. And I think that's where that drop happens when we all realise, God, we got taken. It's a bit of a Wizard of Oz situation. I think that's where guys like yourself will, will start stepping up and sort of saying, well, this is, this is what it was about. 
you know, even the term conspiracy theorist, I mean, it was coined by the CIA to stop people talking, thinking. And we now need to go back to thinking. Self-inquiry is to think. We need to go to thinking. We need to start talking. Well, you know, you know that... You know that this this saying that's come out now that you know what's the difference between conspiracy theory and reality about six months? Yeah, literally. Well, it's 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 hard to believe that this stuff is now being so blatantly denied in the open, but it's not because it, we've been conditioned into it. It was like you know the films and everything. The whole like there's just this machine doing what it's doing, and it's amazing to watch this, and it's also amazing to watch people fall for these cheap psychological tricks you know what i mean these cheap psychological tricks came from this nature of reality and we need to go back to that thing that was prior to all of this and i think that that's what's important and i think that's what i keep kind of harping on about to people know yourself when you know yourself you can't be taken like this let let's talk let's agree let's let's disagree let's create a debate because that's what's happening everybody's trying to shut down a debate which means we need to debate we need to come out and say hey mate i think you're wrong I think the government's completely right. Do you know what I mean, Phil? I think you're wrong. You know, I think I think your conspiracy theorists are a, a bunch of deluded, you know, guys wearing tinfoil hats. To which you say, well, okay. And in that, we may come to some sort of conclusion. That's what's needed now because it is. I'm seeing it. That I've seen families being put into camps. Of I'm going to take the vaccination. I'm not. I've even heard members of my own family, and I can't believe I heard this. Well, I need to get a vaccination because I'm going to go on holiday. But that's where you kind of go, God, the conditioning is so strong that you kind of think, but that's where you've got to realize that you're not going to save everybody. You've got to just talk to the people that really, really matter. You know, that's what it is. My my loyalty lies to this moment, whatever's happening right now. And whatever's happening right now says to me, something's not quite right. Something's, Something's going on. And that's where we can look into the world of coincidences and synchronicities and kind of go, hold on, something's not quite right here and I think most of us know that but some of us are a bit too scared it's, it's myself as well I, I really don't want to talk about this stuff I would like a lovely life I'm sure you would like a lovely life it'd be you know lovely to just you know do what you need to do but I think sometimes you, you can't not speak about this stuff you, you have to open your mouth and say look guys something's a bit wrong and I don't know everything and I don't know the answers but I do know that something's going on and I've got to go with that and I think that's where that's true spirituality. It's a reality with no name, not a name with, with no reality. And fortunately, the spiritual community is now in a reality with no name. They'll wear the turbans, they'll say namaste, but it's empty. Yeah. And the people... Yeah. You, you, said, you, said, you said something so cool that you've just got to get back to the roots. And this comes on all levels. And a lot of the spirituality mm. kind of allows you to do it on one level, but not on another. Yeah. Now, you know, mm. it's funny because Graham Norbury, who's also in the Human Unleashed, and he mm. always said, you've met, you know, and he always says, look, look, just take whatever the government says and just yeah. do completely the opposite and you're going to be 90 percent right. And yes. it's funny because I was I was listening to something this morning and, and I just got sick of listening to all these podcasts about the pandemic and about this mm. and that, what's going on, mm. and what's going in the jabs and all this shit. And I thought, I'm just going to I can't resist these four podcasts in a row. And, and they're beautiful. If anyone wants to listen to them, if anyone's listening to this is peak human podcast. And it's the ones with uh, Mary Ruddick. And um, it's about their recent trip to Tanzania and staying with the Maasai and the Hadza and whatever. Mm. 
and how all this stuff is creeping in, you know, how all this lunatic business of the West is creeping in and ruining them. But the ones on their original diet, everything that the WHO says that you mustn't eat, for example, and that you mustn't do and you must sanitize and you must eat grains and seed oils. And this is how to protect yourself from the imaginary COVID. And it, it, it was it was amazing because they were they were going to out to these villages and the ones who were on their original diet i mean they met one lady who was like 120 and she had a daughter mm -hmm. of 90 and there were six generations in one photo i think five or six mm -hmm. and and she was still leaping around and dancing they have no word for sort of depression or back pain mm -hmm. you know say so mm -hmm. your back hurts did you fall out of a tree like what happened you know this doesn't mm -hmm. happen and they're eating everything that you're told not to eat you know just turning it upside down they're out but, but that's where, where we've they're gone wrong here yeah, they're mixing bacteria, you know, and as soon as little yeah. things happen, like the West gets in, they bring schools in and then mm. the kids are starting to be fed. What do they give them? Sugar, uh, corn mm. flour and 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 um, seed oils, you know, mm. and they're feeding mm. them that and the health is starting to go mm. down and the average age of death is going down. And and, you know, this sort of thing creeps in and, and, and it's mm. it, it's just finding every single way in life that we should go back to our ancestral things like yes, you say yes. meeting in person eating the right foods getting out mm. barefoot eating some dirt not washing your kids with disinfectant every time they put something in their mouths mm. outside you know yeah of course yeah. finding out what is our true nature yes yes that no that i i agree wholeheartedly i, I remember um there was a grandma who turned up to the uk um and I remember her coming to our house. She was from Pakistan and she lived in this really rural community. And I remember coming home and she was hanging off the tree in the back garden, swinging an axe at, at a branch. And she was just, she had so much energy because she just followed the old ways. And I think, see, I think this is where here in the West, we have to find that spirituality again that was destroyed. And one of the things that we did was we stopped talking. Like, you know, like I said earlier on, we have taken our elderly and thrown them into care homes. And so we've literally taken a massive amount of wisdom and just locked it away. And then we wonder why we've forgotten our traditions, we've forgotten our ways, and we've forgotten what it means to sit around and live to 120. And yes, because of this globalization, this machine is now going into all these other countries and telling them that, although this stuff worked for thousands and thousands of years, we know better. And, you know, these people are, are buying it. It's, it's, you know, you've got rising levels of diabetes in India and Pakistan because now we're industrializing and we're coming out of the fields now and we don't do the hard work anymore and now we want what the west has got you know we we want the we, we want all of these things because the west has sold us this whole idea that this is brand new and it's shiny and everything it's it's literally empire but in a different way altogether and i think we we've got to get to the heart of that because it's like what's creating this separation and it's because somewhere along the line people who didn't understand what this reality was decided to become custodians of it. And we see that in churches and we see that in mosques and we see that in Gurdwaras and we see it in Mondays, that these people now are becoming the custodian of this reality. And they're telling us and they're preaching to us and they're telling us that solutions lie outside ourselves in some benevolent being or in them. And it's whether we can take our power back. We have literally given our power over. We know we've given our power over. And yet for some strange reason, we, we are also to blame as well. Because we're now saying, oh, we've given our power over, but we, you know, no, no, we didn't do that. And I think it's, we've got to start taking some personal responsibility as well. And I think it starts, a revolution, I think, to, to, to quote Krishnamurti, starts on an individual level.
And it's whether we can start calling ourselves out as well, because we have to start we have to start confronting that fear that we're numbing with with alcohol or with TV, you know, or with just this kind of really, you know, like lazy thinking now that, oh yeah, the government is there for us. They're career politicians, you know, they're there for what they can make out of it. And we need to go back to that kind of a system where they our leaders and our rulers are actually there for our benefit. But at this moment in time, you know, it's it's coming out continuously that it's all about big business and it's all about who can lobby the government most effectively. And the common man gets lost in that. And yet the common man has this weapon and this weapon is itself, you know, to, to know yourself. And that's the, the conversation that we need to have because, yeah, you're right. Otherwise, these traditions are going to disappear and they're going to become grainy documentaries that we watch 20 years from now about the Maasai. And that shouldn't be the exception. That should be the norm. But yes, plan, you know, pushing diets and everything, it's, it's weakening people. But if it, you know, we, we were talking about cults yesterday and even in spirituality, you know, you'll get these teachers who are there. And I think we were talking about Muktananda. So yeah, let's go there with Muktananda, shall we? Um, you know, the fact that, you know, the guy was like, because he was brownies from the Indian subcontinent, he was checking virginities and beating people with rubber pipes. And yet somehow this wasn't questioned. And the same kind of lazy attitude has pervaded all society, including spirituality. It's like, okay, so Phil has said, okay, this guy's a guru. Test it. Ask me. Let's, let's, let's have that rigorous inquiry. And that's got to go across every aspect of society. That's when we'll talk, start calling out our governments. That's when we look at what's going on in vaccines. And we'll look at what's happening in this pandemic. But it comes down to this self-inquiry. And that's something that we don't need teachers to even do. We can do it ourselves. And we just need to get honest with ourselves. So if you can get honest, listen to this podcast and go, you know what? I'm going to start calling myself out of my own bullshit. You might be so much ahead of the curve than that guy who's sitting there cross-legged, you know what I mean, with his chakras all aligned and everything, because that might actually be a guy who's just trying to avoid the obvious. And the obvious is I'm terrified and I don't want to deal with it. So I'm just going to do that. So I think it's spirituality is about calling out the obvious. That, that's all spirituality is. It's calling out the obvious. And I think in that case, we could say that most of these conspiracy theorists or conspiracy realists are, 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 are the spiritual people of the future. Because I've seen in history and I've seen it in the Sufi tradition and in the Indian tradition as well, that when there's oppression, there is, and I don't want to kind of get into that whole, you know, a teacher will rise and all that stuff, but you will find that those who really are living this reality start stepping up and they have to step up. And it was something you said yesterday, which I absolutely loved. It's like, it's time for people who are, you know, spiritual or claim to be spiritual or supposedly spiritual to actually come out and say, something's a bit wrong here. We're not quite sure, but something's a bit wrong. Let's talk about this. And that's, I think, the true meaning of these, these gatherings, these satsangs or these methods, whatever you want to call them, for people to come together and quiet. And that's something, I mean, it's incredible how everything's opening up, but the last thing that seems to be opening up is people actually gathering because nobody wants people to gather. So, you know, so, that, oh, so what's your experience? What's my experience? And I think that's, again, it's, it's conversation because then, then we can start piecing together this, you know, this puzzle uh, we can start finding about what we were really like, you know, like you said, you know, um, you know, finding out what our original diets were, what we originally did, you know, how we originally functioned. And, and, and Zach, you were saying about, um, you know, people, it's time for people to stand up really ab about this. And, and I think this is so important. This is this book that we've just done, this Red Pill Revolution. And it was really about that of just finding your sovereignty again and not being brainwashed by bread and circuses, you know, by the by the yeah. by the crap food, by the by the drugs, by the TV, they're all drugs. 
and uh, and and we've just we've had so many amazing comments that people have have just it's it's enabled them to wake up to what's happening now because this has been happening so slowly over the over the years and i think this is part of um this is part of the whole problem with the spiritual thing you know i think you know i you probably heard something about um some of these gurus were put in place by the cia and things like that i mean i don't know who knows but i mean no 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 no, no. i'm so glad you said that um there I, I, don't, I don't know if most of your readers know about um sorry viewers know about ug krishnamurti was called the raging sage and um i think there's a clip of him on youtube where he turned around and accused the dalai lama of being a cia agent and he accused him i think in the 80s and um people were scandalized they said look obviously he's a controversial guru he likes to say controversial things but there's no way the dalai lama could be an agent working for the cia it then came out literally 10 years later in papers that he was actually being paid by the cia and i think the sum was about 150,000 a year back then to literally act as a counterbalance to the, to the chinese there so um what you'll find is and i've seen this a lot in in the spiritual communities in india and pakistan is there's a certain level where politics and spirituality do mix and you will find i think there was this um a, correct me if i'm wrong but reagan had a psychic and he would consult her on absolutely everything or a tarot card reader so there is a certain point where spirituality and politics do mix which is why i find the spiritual community taking such a laxadaisical approach now to what's happening quite interesting because that hasn't happened before you know if you look at people like iqbal who was a a sufi poet we look at people like tagore who was obviously a poet as well they were instrumental in inspiring a lot of the members of the india home rule movement the naqshbandi sufis across the steps were you know instrumental in inspiring some of the revolutionary movement so spirituality and politics does mix and i think sometimes what can happen is unfortunately some can go over to the dark side um especially when there's a lovely little paycheck involved you know um but yeah i mean this was actually documented that the dalai lama was actually paid by the cia to literally act as a counterbalance and but when ug said it it was just literally oh this is just a controversial old indian group who is obviously bitter about something or or another but um yeah it, it has been known to happen i've seen it myself i i've seen I know when Pakistan was created in 47 um the school I belonged to was one of the first schools that was approached by people like Jinnah to get mass voting you know because remember a lot of these spiritual schools have huge voting blocks um and that's something you see in India as well if you look at Sadhguru with Modi at the moment it's it's a very similar setup going on there because it to give an example there was a there was a fake guru and, and I think even that's to nice way to 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 say it was too kind of too kind but this guy was um the son of a teacher and um he was if anybody wants to know who this guy was message me i'll tell you who was i'll send you some clip but this guy was raping his students and um literally was using the donations to make these bollywood star productions that then all his followers had to come and see but he was he was completely embedded in the political scene in india because of the fact that he brought so many votes to the table so spirituality and politics do mix but it depends on how it mixes because 
what you'll find is those spiritual teachers who are looking for power and influence and prestige and want to cover up with the politicians invariably are the ones that no doubt kind of fall into that trap because spirituality should be something that's there to kind of you know be held up as a mirror to society to say look this is how grotesque we've become because true spirituality is brave it's about calling out this and if we look at society now it's, it's grotesque you know we, we're seeing the breakdown of, of family we've gone from the extended family to the nuclear family and now the nuclear family is being attacked as well we now have so many different genders now that even I'm waking up every morning and getting kind of quite confused about it. And yet, although a majority of people don't agree with this, and I know I'm probably going to get called out for this and I don't really care. Um, what's happening is people are saying, no, we're, we're not quite sure about this. No, I heard of this and I don't know if this is true or not, but children, you know, little girls being given penises, plastic penises to try out if just in case they wanted to change their sex. And, I think it's it's a bit it's a bit of a Sodom and Gomorrah situation we find ourselves in that we're seeing the fall of an empire, we're seeing the fall of society, and I think this is where spirituality then comes in and helps build a new society. But not in some kind of weird love and light. It's all going to be wonderful because we are going to get our hands we are going to have to get our hands dirty, and I think that's what's happening now. And I think what's happening is the those people who don't want to go along are now saying no that the government is completely right, vaccines are completely safe. And I think there was something, there's a phrase you used about being on the wrong side of history. And I think what we'll find is a lot of teachers are going to come out and realize they were the wrong, they were on the wrong side of history. And it is, in a sense, a conflict as well. Um, and it is, it's just literally, you know, I, I hate to use the expression, but it's a bit of a good versus evil because I, you know, I I was talking to an 11 year old child who now sees his heroes uh, as people, you know, sees people like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos as his heroes. And that just shows the state that society's in. You know, there, there's a, like I said, you know, I like to play around on Instagram and stuff. And there's a, there's a guy, he, he has his channel, it's quite successful. And what he does is, came up as a clip and he goes up to girls and goes, can I guess your age? And if I guess your age, can I get a kiss? And if I don't, you can slap me. And uh, no doubt some of the teenagers know about this. And there's one way he's guessing this woman's age. And um, I would have swore blind she was in her 20s. And she goes, no, I'm 14. So we're seeing the sexualization of children as well now. And these are all things that we, we need to talk about. And yes, okay, we could be seen as old codgers. This is progress. And I see it in my own community as well. You know, this so-called woke culture, whatever that actually means, I'm still trying to figure out what it means. And I think true spirituality is pointing that finger and saying, guys, something's slightly wrong here. And to do that, we have to correct ourselves first because the spiritual community is, is there's a rot here as well which is why yes you're right you know the cream is rising to the top because i think a lot of people will 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 just be left with the comfortable sometimes it's comfortable to sit there in that half lotus position rather than ask you know what really matters it's all about love and light but what about the darkness what about the horrible days what about the fear what about the insecurities what about that lack of confidence and if we can have those comfort you know conversations with people and say look you know it's okay to have these emotions. It's okay to feel worthless. It's okay not to fit in. You know, I remember doing a, a talk in Croatia and I remember saying to the woman, you're enough. And that was all that was needed because we're, we're being sold this narrative, which is impossible for us to keep up with the great body, the great car, the grinding, hustling culture, listening to governments, traveling and also, and it's, we're like hamsters on, on, on a wheel. It's just getting faster and faster and faster. And spirituality offers that stopping. And I apologize for using the word spirituality, but it's the only one I can use. But uh, it gives us this ability to stop and say, you know, you're actually okay. 
as you are. You're enough. That's when we will start taking our sovereignty back. That's when we will take our power back because we'll realize that we have that necessary, we have the necessary power to do that. That's when you will see a breakdown of this old, old paradigm, and we will go into a new paradigm. There is, there is a reset going on, but it's not what's being, being sold to us about an economic reset. It's about people reclaiming who they are, which is why the conversations again. I keep harping on about it are so important. We need to sit down and we need to talk now. We need to kind of realize that others are feeling exactly like we feel as well. We're not the only people that are going through this, but because we've been isolated, we feel we're the only people who are going through anxiety or depression or fear. And it's incredible when you bring people together that they kind of go, all right, and we might be able to help each other. And I think that's where, you know, the old gatherings were, were, were the way forward. People came together, they sat there, they ate a meal, they spoke, they shared their troubles, and then when it was time to go, they went. And we were all wiser for it. It's like every time I speak to you, I always come out wiser. I, I was, I absolutely love, I cherish these discussions because we, we seldom meet like we used to, you know, there was a time when we first met, but it's, I always come away with something. And to me, that's precious. And I think that's probably been the biggest, biggest casualty that we've not been able to sit in this last year and a half. You know, we, we need to touch, we need to hold, we need to speak, we need to vent, we need to say all of these things. And that's been taken, but that's what makes us who we are. And if we take that away from us, then there is no difference between us and AI. And I think it's reclaiming that human spirit, but then we reclaim our power. We'll realize that we're not disempowered because we will see that the other is just like us. And then we feel, we realize that everything is, I've been in situations over the last two, three years where I thought I was the only person in the situation. But as my friends started coming, I, I realized that, hold on, my friends strengthened me. And I think that's where it is. We have to come back to these friendships, these organic friendships or people meeting. The way we met, you're right. It was literally the stuff of legend. I'm, you know, I'm at this Sufi gathering on a Thursday night. I really don't want to go to Liverpool. And also I see this guy and look what's come out of it. And if we can trust that this reality does that, then look how much, you know, I, I've, I've seen you go from one to another to another. It's incredible to watch. And I think that's where gatherings, people coming together or even talking, start with this, pick up the phone to somebody, tell them you love them, do, do something like, it sounds nonsensical, but you never know. You know, I, I tell this story about waving. I used to wave at an old lady because my brother waved at her and then other people waved at her. And she told me one day, she goes, that was my only communication with the world. You saved my life. And that story's travel with me. So we can start with these really simple gestures because that's what humanity is. But these simple gestures are really powerful, really powerful. And they may be a lot more powerful than needing to know who's controlling the flow of money and who's doing this and that because everything's coming from this. Everything is coming from this spirit. And it's when we return to that, we realize that AI, computers, technology, great, wonderful. But it came from limited minds. So there is a flaw. There is a flaw. This is, this is just literally an illusions attempt to know reality. And it will always be flawed. It, it will always be flawed because it doesn't take into account that we are this one reality with this oneness. And, and I think that conversation, if we can bring down into ordinary communities, that would be oh, absolutely amazing. But not to say, hey, we've got something to teach you and we're gurus, but to say, this is who you actually are because it's, it's in the ordinariness. Revolutions have started in the ordinariness. There's always that one person who decides that they've had enough. And that it doesn't have to be a political leader or someone learned it. And, and that changes everything. You know, I, there's something around Facebook at the moment about Rosa Parks. And that Rosa Parks just said no. 
and it was the beginning of something. So I think we will have our no moment. But somebody will just go, no, I don't think this is right. And, and that's it. And, and I think that's when we will see reality because yeah, they plan and reality plans and reality is the best to plan. I'd rather be on the right side of history now. And the right side of history just says, look, something's wrong. And, you know, but, you know the right side of history involves it involves being adaptable. You know, I mean, this is why I, I love talking to you as well. And, and thanks for saying that. But I feel exactly the same. You know, whenever we meet, it's just so much fun. But here's a question. It's going to take me a while to form this question because okay. you'd understand it in probably two words. Right. But because for, for, for the for some of the listeners who might not be so familiar with this kind of thing, this kind of subtlety, then I'm, I'm going to beat about the bush a bit. So okay. you know, something something's interesting me at the moment now. Okay. This business of awakening, it's very difficult to talk about. It's very difficult to quantify. And mm. people use it as this tremendous ego thing. And then the ego grabs yeah. onto the awakening. And then you get these yeah. gurus yeah. going, I'm this, I'm that, and all that kind of thing. Now, yeah. I know that you've had uh -huh. whatever it is that we've had. I know we've had yeah. that, that yeah. shift where, yes. you know, you realize all is one you realize all is perfect but then also yeah. you can go in and sort everything out now my question yeah, yeah. is in this time it's it sounds a bit judgmental of me but because it this 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 openness and this willingness to be wrong and this awe yes. at at, uh, at at the world and, and and how everything works and how how willing to say that's interesting instead of saying fuck off that's bollocks and you're a conspiracy theorist yeah. or whatever yeah. you know that it just isn't there anymore but i mean People who haven't claimed awakenings, never heard of them, also have this ability. So it's not something that's that's no, that is yeah. that is 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 unique to somebody who's had some kind of awakening. But <laughs> what's happening in in this spiritual world now? Is it possible? Do you think to have had some kind of true shift like that and mm. still be in the fear and, and and in the narrative and refusing to change the mind? It's all right if you start off there. But just people who are totally in one way of thinking and they never, ever come out of that. Is this a way? Is this a litmus test of, of figuring out which actual teachers out there have had some shift and which ones are bullshitting? What do you think? I think you do this. Um, yes and no. Yes and no. And the reason we say yes and no is, is, is like this. And yeah, cool. Um, just I think one, one thing so, before so, you answer, I'd like to like to say that these shifts are yeah. not some sort of huge thing that we're claiming. They're probably these Maasai guys have probably got it naturally. They probably had it when they were born. You know, it's just coming out of that slight delusion. It's a very small yes. shift yeah. in a way. But anyway, yeah, carry on. We're not claiming anything. I, I think what it is, by the way, like you said, it's a small gift, but it, it blows your brain out. It's it's quite possibly the most amazing thing that could have possibly happened at the same time. And feel free to interject, by the way, as well. I was going to say. Um, it's quite possibly the most amazing thing that could have happened, but at the same time, it's, it's completely ordinary as well. Exactly. It, also, yeah. it also plugs us into this reality. You kind of wake up and go, oh, right, okay, so this ain't what I thought it was. And we start seeing this much more expansively. This is why what I love now is I'd, I'd, I'd want to talk about this stuff because this is stuff that matters as far as I'm concerned. What we then find is, yes, you're right, it's all love and light and it's all great, it's all one, but guess what? You can go and you can smack someone's head up. You know, if you need to, because it's complete in the moment. You realize it's, it's it's almost like the most simplest operating system that could have ever been designed, but it's flawless. It's flawless in the true sense of the word because you then realize that everything is a communication. So smiling at someone is a communication. Just walking down the street is a communication. Literally just being present is a communication. The method 
to communicate this and to remind people is so expansive that we're going to go through lifetimes. We're never going to get to the end of it. And it simplifies and it subtles and it subtles and it subtles. You know, I remember hearing about this teacher who had a gardener and the gardener just had a full-blown awakening. The guy wasn't even spiritual. And he's just come up to the guy and goes, I think you know what I, I, I need to know. And they just started speaking. And I would say his presence worked there as well. Um, I think what's happening is some people are going to go into hiding. And it's there's a reason because they need to rest and all this. Because I'm seeing it now. There are certain teachers going into resting. There are certain teachers who are coming out to play. And it creates this balance. I think what you're alluding to when you're going on about can you about this shift and still no, 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 because then you've not had the shift. Then you've got a question because I hear people banding the word awakening around like it's going out of fashion. Awakening fundamentally completely changes you, but it completely makes you human. Like I'm more human now than I ever was when I was looking for this thing. And to me, that's powerful because then compassion can really come in, but a true compassion. And true compassion doesn't just mean, oh, you know, sorry, love, you know, that happened. It also means sometimes calling people out. And if you've had that shift, you'll know that you can do both. Um, I'll tell you what you should do. I think you should say, just keep asking questions. There, that, that, that yeah. To me, it was, it's like being a real small child in the world again. It's such awe, such, and, and so you think, well, actually, yeah. you know what? I really probably know nothing. I've realized this and it's blown my mind and everything, mm -hmm. but I don't really know everything. And so now it's lovely if I'm wrong. It's like, that's exciting. What am I going to learn yes. to replace that instead of yes. how dare you challenge me? You know, it's not an infinite wisdom. It's not suddenly you're infinitely wise. It's no, I think no, that no. you're totally open to everything. Right. Do you know what it is? I've been so wrong. It's incredible. And I absolutely love the fact I've been wrong. I before the pandemic turned around to one of the people who comes to my talks and said, I'm not going to be speaking in the UK. I'm going to be spending my time in Europe because they really love me in Europe. Pandemic hits, I ended up in the UK. So I find that what I love about this is you realize how little you know, which basically means that you can actually call your own bullshit out as well. But then you start looking at people around you and you go, why are people so attached to everything when they've got it so horribly wrong? But I think the problem is this is if there's somebody, and I know who you're kind of referring to, and I'm going to just say it, I think if there's somebody there claiming to be spiritual and then doesn't want to change their position, then no, I don't think so. Because you live in such a way of openness that anything can happen. Like yesterday when we had that conversation, what we're going to talk about, well, I don't know, we just, we just have a conversation, don't we? And anything can happen. Like it's, it's like really interesting because as you were talking then, as you were talking then, I was going to say, look, Phil, do me a favor, just keep throwing questions at me. And this is something new that's happening. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I was doing a talk and somebody goes, well, what do you think of education? And I said, no, you don't get away with that. Just keep throwing questions at me because it creates a dialogue and it creates something else. So I was literally going to say, no, let, let's just let's just unpackage this. Let's really talk about this. Because one of the things I've noticed as well is recently, I'll just answer something and I'll just sit there quietly. Whereas before I was controversial, I'm going to throw things at people and all of that stuff. And now I'm like, okay, you're right. You know, the question you've asked is completely right, but let, let's 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 bring it out. Because if we bring it out, what will happen is more people will benefit from it. Rather than just ask me a question, keep asking me questions. Let me ask questions back and create a discussion. We are then showing people a real, a real life example of what it means to converse. And that, now that's powerful. That's powerful because I've been going on throughout the entire interview about we need to talk, we need to talk, we need to converse. Well, well, let's let's show this conversation. Because yes, it's 
awakens yeah it's it's amazing but it's it's the death of these egos it's the death of these lies it's the death of all this crap that you're holding on to that you believe is so real and you become fearless because you realize that there's nothing there so nothing really kind of like worries you you just go about your business because you realize that you're home in the truest sense of the word you know that feeling that you get when you come home after a trip or you know when you get that thing you get that fleeting moment of relaxation oh got those new pair of shoes i'm really happy and it disappears well imagine that fleeting moment always always being here constantly never turning on never turning off you surrender to that and in that sense you said you're right it's an innocence it's an awe it's like being a child in the world but guess what this child can kick butt when it needs to kick butt do you know what i mean and that's what true spirituality is sometimes it's love and it's compassion but sometimes love can be terrifying do you know what i mean and compassion can be terrifying because you're calling people out. And that's what, what it's about. If you've had that shift and you're thinking that, I think Khalil Gibran says something about it in, in The Prophet, where he kind of goes, you know, if you're here just for it being lovely, but not being horrible, then just get out of it. Spirituality is both sides of the conversation. Love can be love can be loving and it can be cool as well at the same time. Compassion can, compassion can appear to be cool. I've called people out. You know, I was accused of emotionally torturing someone a couple of months ago. And I've heard this so much now that I just carry on regardless. And um, then they said something really interesting. They went, yeah, but at least you didn't take their money. And I thought, why would you say that? So to me, that became this beautiful question. Like, hmm, okay, like you said, that childlike wonder, okay, this is interesting. Why would they say that? And that's when I thought, okay, this is interesting. So I'm kind of unpackaging and I still haven't unpackaged why the person would say that. And then also I had this kind of gut feeling about this person. I'm kind of, ah, right, okay, this so what happens is by being in this moment, we can actually see what's going on. That's what we need people to realize who they are. But then we can see what's going on. Think of it this way. A pandemic hits. The world is in danger. There's this, there's this virus that's killing everybody. And life is telling me, go up and down the country like a mad person. Which one do I listen to? You listen to the reality that came prior to that kind of thing. But I, I, I would love for you to ask me more. Because I, I think this is such a beautiful thing and we can really get more and more out of this stuff. You know, we can really open up and really talk about this stuff. Because I think I'm going through something where I, I do need to speak. But it's like, I, one thing I love about you is you're able to just bring stuff out of me. Whereas before we used to be controversial. Now it's like, yeah, we need to talk to people. We need to be, we, we need to be conversing. We need to have dialogue where we're okay with being wrong. And guess what? You know, we're okay with being told our ideas are full of shit. And someone who's realized or spiritual well if they're going to defend their position and say no only i know the truth then they don't walk away walk away that person doesn't know what they're talking about because it is about being well i've been there with school saying this is the only way you are going to realize and you will only get to god through jesus or through muhammad or through buddha yeah okay good luck with that one and you see them every year they're doing the same nonsense over and over again it's the same thing with this only the government is going to protect us okay so that's why we're now seeing our friends have become enemies. Do you know what I mean? And yet our friends are there. You know, this is this is the, the pain, no doubt, of your life that you're like this guy, you know, like screaming into the wind and no one's listening. And you're trying to do it from the right position. But I think that's where spirituality really helps because guess what? We put reality behind this thing. And that's when it gets interesting because it is, it's literally, you know, it, it's literally a drop of water trying to figure out an ocean. It's not going to happen. It's not. This is why that conversation with this high functioning autistic was great. I mean, through Stephen Hawking, I mean, everything else. Like, yeah, but bro, we're just here. We're just dancing. We're just falling in love. And we do that. So no, 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 it's not part of a study. 
And I think that's what we're going to do. You have to bring love to the force. It's like, okay, bro, you want to play? Let's play. That's what I do. I was just like, okay, let, let's let's play. Let's let's do this. And sometimes that love can be a fool. So sometimes we're okay being called idiots. We're okay. I'd rather be an idiot than be some of these learned people who are telling us how to live our lives. Because that idiocy and that lunacy is really where we're at. Because then we just allow reality to take care of us and stuff. Which is, yeah, so I, I think going forward when it gets interesting, these kind of conversations will come more and more to the fore. Where it will be, and I think that's where the, the spiritual community has to, has to, you know, step up and say, okay, and what will happen is I think on that day, a lot of people realize that they haven't really got anything under there. And I think that's already starting to happen. We're seeing that with interviews being taken down. We're seeing that when our our YouTube channels, you know, are more important to us and our websites. You know, I, I remember being discovered in 2008 and I woke up one morning and I don't want to do this. And I got rid of everything. But unfortunately for some people, it's a career now. They're making money out of it. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's all good. But if you sacrifice yourself for money as opposed to God, then you know what, bro? Go with all of the rest of it that comes with it. Do you know what I mean? I'd rather be on the right side here or at least try. But for me to be on the right side, I've just got to admit that I don't know anything. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to say... I don't know why you even got me on this podcast. Oh, Chad, who are you? <laughs> I'd like to set you off about something else here because... Um, yeah, you know, I think you should. I think you should. I, I mean, think, you, I say, think you know, the thing, this censorship... We're being rather, we're being I, rather stale to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stale. Well, you know, if, <laughs> if anybody had a, a recording of how we talk when we're together, I mean, they would oh, say, right. you know, these are the two probably most unenlightened guys in the world and they're, oh, yeah, gotcha. really, they're disgraceful and that's offensive. And every two seconds, that's offensive. Yeah. This is what's so yeah. lovely, not being able to take offense. Now we've got this, this censorship, this, this political correctness, man. I mean, yeah. check this out. What have we got now? We've got, you're not allowed to say breastfeeding. It's chest feeding in case the dad's doing it. You know, you can't say blackboard, whiteboard, all of this crap. And do you know what I heard the other day? It was hilarious. Oh. I put it up on my Facebook that, you're not allowed to say shark attack anymore, I believe, in Australia because it's a bit sharkish. So now it's an interaction. So if you get yeah. both your legs ripped off, it's a, a negative interaction. I mean, where does this stop? It's ridiculous. I'm, I'm I mean, so glad you said this. What I love, what I love is, that, you know, you watch something like Faulty Towers that could never be yeah. made these days, but there was... Oh, God, no, Faulty Towers is it's, 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 it's impossible to say that. And the stuff that we say is, is with no offence, no, with no nasty fear. It's just fucking hilarious. No, let, let's, 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 I mean, if, if, if we did an uncut conversation, if there was an uncut conversation, mate, then, you know, you and I are racist, sexist, homophobic, I don't know, whatever the phobic and everything, the whole works. And, you know, yeah, it's all right. That's good. Um, but this, this backs up my but point. So, but it's so unspiritual, though. <laughs> What spirituality? Why are we here? Are we no, exactly. Yeah, um, exactly. No, you know, you know what it is. This this backs up my point that we need to talk, and the reason we need to talk is because what's happening now is our language is being used to disempower us. Social media was the first step. Think about it. So, I, so I can encapsulate how I feel in 140 characters, and now it's like people are sharing. It's like what I mean. I'm I'm not as engaged in social media as I, as, as as say say you are. No, I'll pull up something and away I go. And God, I think a little while ago, I was with some friends and I, I saw this beautiful sunset. And I thought, you know what? I could take a picture of that and put it on Instagram. I thought, nah, what a waste. I'm, I'm not fully present. Like in the moment, I'm really not, you know, like here and stuff. And I found that 
yeah, okay, you know, like we've all done the let's let's take the pictures of the food we're eating and stuff for everything. You probably you didn't, but you know, I did. But the thing is, we need to kind of come off that. And the thing is, one of the things we've got to look at is language. Language is massively important. I think this whole thing will happen via language. And what's happening now is the narrative, the debates are being shut down. You cannot say anything now without offending anybody. So what's happening now is people are sitting in their homes who are watching these changes happen, who have been disempowered by language. It's, it's like we have, our, we have our modern version of anti-Semitism going on now. Do you know what I mean? We're literally going through Mao's cultural revolution, the truest sense of the word. The books are all there. They're being de-emphasized. We are not being allowed to read, to learn. You know, we're, everything's bite-sized and being thrown at us. Everything's a meme now. And what does that do? It shuts down the debate. It's like years, years ago when I first started, I, I do these really short memes and I go, I wonder when I grow up, I want to be like those other people like Phil and I want to write really long, lovely things. After people were like, oh, we really love them because they're convenient. So what's happening is they're creating such a convenience that we're becoming lazy. They're now creating the convenience where we won't think anymore. I come, I come from the Muslim community. Now, what happened was I left home at the age of 18. And um, that was when men were men and were more women. And you said something and you meant it. And what happened was, you know, I met my partner, got about four or five years ago, came down to Manchester. And it was like the culture shock of culture shocks. I was like a stranger in my own community. I'm like, what's going on here? And it's completely a loggerheads to anything I knew and stuff, everything. And I was like, hey, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I got accused of all sorts. You know, you're like this, you're like that, you're like this. And it's because, guess what? This, this shutting down language is now allowing us to effectively police, police ourselves as well. So we're self-policing now. And nowhere is that more evident than in the vaccine debate. If you really think about it, what the government has done is they've literally, throughout the entire pandemic, and no doubt, obviously, you can corroborate this, they've literally said, you have to keep us safe. They've literally admonished, you know, like themselves of any blame or any responsibility, and yet still have, have the power in their hands. And it's great to watch. And this is what we need to be talking about. And this is what true spirituality is about, because I can pretty much guarantee you with some of the teachers I hang, hung around with, that they had day-to-day -day conversations which mattered. I don't care for my chakra at this moment in time when the conversation about this, you know, like de-emphasizing of, of whatever is going on, you know, like the fact that narrative's being broken down, you know, and it's something that I'm, it's like I, I'm looking to record a video soon about you know, misunderstandings. And it is, it's something that's coming up a lot that there's a lot of misunderstanding. Why? Because language is being used against us. Simple language patterns. Then on top of that, with social media as well. And this is why, again, you know, it is literally about going out and, and starting on the grassroots and stuff. This stuff is great. Don't get me wrong. It's great. It's a calling card. You and I both know that if you need to have the conversation, you need to be sitting there. You need to see the whites of the guy's eyes. You've got to see which way the guy's going to move or she's going to move. And that's when you talk, that's when it gets interesting. By isolating people, by putting them into lockdown, that's effectively being shut down. And what's silly is the spiritual community should have picked up on that, should have picked up on it from day one. What, do, what did most teachers do? And I hate to say this, most teachers, because I, I love a lot of them, they, they hit Zoom faster than a rabbit gets fucked. It was crazy. They were terrified. And now things are opening up. Where are these people? They were doing meetings with three, 400 people. Get out there, show your face. People need to see you. The amount of messages that I get from people going, we so regret not coming to your meetings when we had a chance. It's literally show yourself, literally show yourself. It is, you know, like you said, it's about spiritual teachers coming out. It is, it's about show yourself. Now. Get involved in the debates. 
realize that we probably don't know as much about the geopolitical situations that are going on about the economic system, this whole need for a decentralized currency. Are we going to get a decentralized currency? What about you know, China? What about this inflation that we're looking at? I don't think this whole thing about climate change. Is it really climate change or is it a case of the billionaires need more carbon? So because of that, they're telling us that we need to bring our carbon footprint down so that Jeff Bezos can keep growing. These are the kind of things that we need to be talking about. But this is this is something that I, I feel will come out organically and stuff. And for us to be wrong as well, maybe Jeff Bezos really has got everything in our interest and set up Amazon because he loves us and not for that 210 billion net worth that he has got at this moment in time. But it's amazing how... A lot of spiritual communities and spiritual people, they just want to shut off the news now. They don't want to know because it says maybe we need to engage that. Maybe we need to go into that and go into a narrative and start looking at what's happening in our communities. And I think that's where it's being divided into two camps. Two, one, one camp is actually going out now wanting to know what's happening in the world again, you know, again, or okay with current affairs, reading the right you know, literature, listening to the right podcasts. And there's other who are going, oh no, it's all love and light. And what's going to happen is that the 144 Galactic Federation of Light are going to come down. And it's like, no, it's called you're spiritually bypassing because you're scared. Because most of them are. Because if we, you know, every teacher I ever met was a valued member of their community. They were the people you called upon when, when your goat wasn't given enough milk or something like that. And it's whether a spiritual teacher is meant to be almost in a sense uh, uh, a center to any community that people can come to and they can talk to and all of this stuff. And it's literally almost like governance, but on a really basic level, which is then interconnected with all this reality. So that, you know, there is literally a grid around this whole thing. But the thing is most spiritual people are now, they're too busy wanting to, to, to debate the most mundane of things. It doesn't matter. This pandemic has shown us that your words are irrelevant. Who cares if consciousness is aware of consciousness or awareness or whatever, you know, you broke ranks and jumped onto Skype, Skype meetings and stuff because you were worried about your brand. And I think that's that's where we will see a divide. And it's unfortunate because as I'm saying this, I'm, I'm reinforcing that divide. But sometimes we need that separation. That separation is a mirror. That separation also is needed for us to know what's actually going on as well. So separation isn't a bad thing, but that's something no doubt I'll expand on because with the non-dual community, it's all about being so one that they've become two. So, yeah, it's a bit, bit of a weird one there. So yeah, no, it's just we're, we're being we're being shut down. We can't say anything now because you know I can I can bark something at you. You know, you turn around to me right now and say I don't like your brown skin. I can say racist, and that effectively shuts down the conversation. As opposed to me saying, well, why don't you like my brown skin? And you say, well, I don't like you because of this. And okay, but uh, and then we can actually have a conversation. And this is the thing that there's attempts to shut down, and and nowhere is it better than this now. We are now using one group of society to beat the absolute living daylights out of the other society, other members of social society. And we've got mass media, we've got, uh, you know, we've got the TVs and everything. Always. We are, I mean, even the TV screen, it's not, it's not a continuous picture. It's apparently, it's, it's a hypnosis of sorts and stuff. So it's like, um, how do we change all of this? And, and it's a dead simple solution. We go into this inquiry as to who we are. As more people wake up to who they are, society becomes a better place. And I think that's where you're right. This is why people are now, wanting to talk there's this need there's this desire and what will happen is that will break down these patterns like you said you're doing consults and you're meant to be talking about diet and the guy just wants to just talk to someone because he hasn't seen anybody for four weeks apart from the amazon delivery guy who just dumps it outside the door and, and runs off 
And even that as well, we've got to look at how we're working as well, this 24-7 culture that we're creating as well, where there is really no rest. You know, the introduction of the smartphone was probably quite possibly the worst thing that could have ever happened. And it started in the investment banking community first and then filtered its way out, filtered its way down. You know, the first um, major merger that happened in Europe between, I think it was Arsenal and, and, and Luxury Metals company was, was one because of the BlackBerry. So what they've done is they've speeded everything up. We need to slow it down now so we can see the wood from the trees. But that's when we go into meditation. But meditation is actually is not like I'm going to sit there, I'm going to give myself 10 minutes and I'm going to download Headspace or whatever it's called. That meditation occurs naturally when we ask ourselves questions like, what's going on here? And honestly, ask those questions and then go, I don't know, let me just try and answer it. Because what happens, we start calling ourselves out on our crap. As we call ourselves out on our crap, we start viewing the world differently. That's when we start seeing all the inherent oneness of it all. Once we've seen a glimpse of this stuff, you can't unglimpse it. And this pandemic is providing such an opportunity because the curtain is being lifted and we're going, now something's not right. Because now a lot of people are kind of going, the fact that people aren't taking up the vaccine, the fact that I've got to offer you a Krispy Kreme donut now to take a, a vaccine, or in a certain American state, guns and everything, you know, we've got to look at that. Unfortunately, and, and it's a really horrible thing to say, a lot of people won't and they will just be the casualties. And unfortunately, that's going to happen as well because th there is a natural order to this. It's just as an attempt to manipulate a natural order here. And, and it's it's crazy, but, you know, it's 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 not something that's 24-7, really. So, yeah. yeah. What, what gets me is that it's, it's this prevalence of absolute black and white thinking now. Say you post something, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then somebody says, well, you believe that, what the hell? You know, this this is totally wrong. And it's, no, I'm not saying that you're mm. trying to persuade people from your position of authority and, and mm. influence. And no, I'm not. I'm just saying, here's another possibility. I've gone through mm. another layer of the onion and it mm. might be a rotten mm. bit underneath. What does everybody else think? No, it's crap. Or you believe it and you're a far far right dangerous conspiracy theorist. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is how they've set, set us, us against each other. Instead of saying, hmm. that's interesting, but perhaps it's slightly different this way, in which case I'll go, wow, that's interesting. Let's see hmm. what you think. Where's, where's all the grey thinking, all the coloured thinking? Where has this gone? Why has it disappeared? Fear, fear, fear. They've, they've used fear to shut down the narrative. This will black out. Look, when, when I'm scared... I can't see the wood for the trees. You know, it's like I, I came across a situation in which a certain young lady lost everything she, that she had. She went into complete fear mode. I couldn't speak to her. Like I literally had her solutions right there. Look, just slow down. But she couldn't do that. They've panicked people. They've panicked people to the point where gray thinking is a luxury now. It's like example, you know, I've not really worn a mask, but one day I decided to wear one. I thought, sod it, let's give it a shot, shall we? And I've gone from Manchester, I've got down to Exeter, and it's and it was lovely. It was almost like I could use this thing for meditation because you're kind of just, you're just, you're literally just in your world. And it's like really nice and warm. You take it out, get hit, hit a bit of cold air, and I put my mask back on again. And I found myself wearing what I did. And I thought, okay. But what was really interesting is it makes you insular as well. Because also, as you put that mask on, it's almost like people don't exist. You're in your own little bubble. And I thought, yeah, I could see why people will wear these masks because they're almost comforting. So I had this day where I wore this mask and I thought, mm, yeah, I, I get it. You know, I mean, it wasn't done for like, obviously, because there's this deadly virus that's running around, but it was, in, and it's whether we're willing to kind of, like you said, go into all these different camps and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes I'm saying, it's like sometimes I'll go into the local mosque and I'll be sitting there with some guys who blatantly wouldn't want to hear anything like this. So I play devil's advocate. I jump in. I don't even play devil's advocate. 
I just play idiot. I say, brother, tell me about these things. They go, oh, brother, you must keep away from these ones. They are the deviants. And you go, all right, tell me more. And you kind of get a unique insight. And I think that's what we need to do. We need to kind of go into that narrative of people kind of going, this virus is going to kill us and the government's out there for us and the Delta variant, you know what I mean, is is really, you know, going to kill us all and everything. And we need to go, okay, well, why do you think that? And it allows us to, I think they said Gandhi was really good at it. They got the reason that Gandhi was able to negotiate so well because he would step into the other person. It's, a, it's like almost like an NLP technique. And maybe we need to get into the minds of these people and kind of go, how best do we get through to them? Well, we have to go into their worlds first. You know, John and Marge, who just want to go out on a Friday night, you know what I mean, and everything, and want to watch the X Factor and everything, have got the same fears that we've got. But sometimes I think that's where spirituality means it needs to get off its high horse and go, well, my chakras are aligned and yours obviously aren't. <laughs> we need to kind of like actually talk to people at that level. There was a very famous Sufi once said, you have to talk to the people at the level they're at. For some people, it's all about, look, I want to get back into the pub and I want to do this. And it's what you've got to do. And this is where this is where this natural way of being works so well is to literally be present with that person to actually look up and go, OK, there's no point going on about the Upanishads because he's probably going to pick up his book and smack me around the head with it. But instead, I might tell him a joke. Instead, I might make him smile a little bit and everything. And he goes, you know, you're all right, you are. Do you know what I mean? And everything, yeah, safe and everything. And the next, next time the guy has a conversation, and that's where I think it's about getting out. Get out there. Take a walk. Smile at a few people. Look a bit crazy. Get people in your area to know who you are. Do you know what I mean? Get to me. And I was like, Giza, he, he thinks he knows something or whatever. It's like when I first started, I was in Glasgow. I just wandered around. I just talked to all and sundry. And what was really amazing was by the end of the year, I caused enough controversy for just bits and bobs. And now they're all like, oh, no, we get what you were saying. We have to keep speaking that truth. We have to keep smiling. it. We have to keep being out there. Because sooner or later, people will start copying on and stuff. Because that's what they've done. It's been a drip feed effect. Do the same thing from the opposite angle. Just be your most beautiful, awakened self and get out there. Talk to them. Smile at people. They turn and say, you know, I think you've got some guy who's telling you that the government's right and you ain't going to shift this guy. I go, yeah, mate, I think you're right. These conspiracy theorists, they're crazy. And he goes, yeah, you're right, mate. They're nutters. Go, okay, tell me more, mate. And then what you do is you drop a little, you drop a little thing in. And the guy goes, you know, I never thought of that. It was like I remember talking to this guy who was a Salafi. They're like these extreme brand of Muslims and stuff and everything. And he goes, brother, these Sufis, they are deviant. They're safe, bro. Tell me more and everything. So the guy starts telling me this stuff. And in the end, he goes, brother, the heart is like a mirror. I said, brother, please stop right there. And he goes, uh, what is wrong? I go, you are talking like one of those deviant Sufis talking about the heart being a mirror. He goes, thank you. You helped me. Job done. And I'll just chat away to the guy smiling at him, telling him sometimes we might need to play the fool. Do you know what I mean? It's like if you look at the old medieval system, the only person who was ever able to tell the power in it, that those in power, the truth was the jester. And spirituality sometimes being that court jester. And sometimes that's what I love about you. You use, you use you know, humor. And humor is such a valuable thing. And I think that's it. Like you said, we're, we're having a laugh here. But it's deadly serious. Even when I'm laughing, I'm completely serious because I have to be present. I have to be in that moment. It can only ever be this moment. And it is. Sometimes it can be as simple as waving at someone. And I know that's really basic. And, and no doubt some of the viewers are going to be saying, oh, no, but we need to know whether Rockefeller does run the world or if it's Rothschild and... You know, yeah, okay, we'll get to that bit. But what we can do is we can we can turn the tide by turning it within ourselves. Like 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 you, you had a shift. Something happened. You can't go back. There's no you know there's no money back guarantee here and stuff. Same thing happened to me. 
10, 15 years ago, you and me would be falling out of clubs and stuff and everything. Having chatted that girl up and said, yes, girl, come with me and all that stuff. And everything. You know, or, you know, my particular favorite was my mother gave me this amulet to wear, you know, I mean, to protect against the evil eye. Oh, God, the amount of women I pulled with that thing was incredible. Do you know what I mean? It was like, yes, you know, many, many moons ago, a great master gave this to my forefathers and their forefathers. And then they came to me, oh, my God, tell me more love. I'm like, let's go for a drink, shall we? Do you know what I mean? But the thing is, this, you know, but something's happened. And now we can only really kind of, you know, to sound dead spiritual, sing this song. But there's an intelligence in this song as well, because we do have to look at everything. If something comes in front of you, you know, it's it's like I could, I, you know, I, I don't even... I think the conspiracy is almost a small part of this. There's other bits of it as well. It's literally about how things society get back to it. Emotional intelligence is huge. We're living in a time where children don't know how to grow up and stuff. You know, they're being told that they can make decisions on their gender at the age of 10, 11. Do you know what I mean? It's like, wow. And even before that, and no one's calling this out. No one's saying, hey, what, what, what's kind of going on here? Or, you know, you're called a conspiracy. We have to stop those kind of like, you know, cutting the debate dead thing. And so I say, okay, why don't you like me? Because we, you know, one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard was an old Indian gentleman who said that, you know, regardless of whatever emotions we feel, we all we're all the same. And it, it and it's it's what's happening is small things are being used to exploit us. Really, really small things, and, and fear is one of those. But we need to sit with that fear. We need to go. Why is that fear here? Why are you scared that you're going to die of this variant? But this variant has a 99% survival rate. But it's got to be done in such a beautiful, subtle way because guess what? They're traumatized people. People are terrified. You're right. Coming out of this, therapists, you know, teachers, everyone's traumatized by this. We're going to have to deal with this. We have to kind of go, what happened here? And if we're the therapists and we're traumatized by this, and imagine what poor Joe, Joe Bloggs on the street is thinking, you know what I mean? So it's, I think that's where conversation and, and, and taking our time and, and, and actually just being just normal, just, just, just being who we actually are. And that will mean that sometimes we will laugh, sometimes we'll cry, sometimes we'll put our foot in it. But I think, I think like, you know, going back to what you said earlier, and I, and I agree as well, I, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited because to me, it's going to be amazing watching how we adapt. And how we will always find our way home. We always do. Everything we're doing, even, even right up to that tech billionaire, he's accumulating those billions because he just wants that feeling of security. He just wants that moment of ease. And that moment of ease, he didn't have to do all of that. All he needs to do is just stop and, and, and just sit there quietly. That's a true meditation. You know, that shift is permanent, like you said. That moment is, is forever. But, you know, even these people have been conditioned. It's like when I was talking to this guy, it was incredible. You know, the guy was like... He, put together a plan on how to take over the world. That's great. But can you take over yourself? Can you actually know yourself first? Forget about it. And, that, and that's, so we've got to, we've got to bring it back to knowledge of self. And that's when we will start moving alignment. We'll see that the other is me. You know, you and I don't, we, you know, the only thing that connects us is this singularity. That's the only thing that connects us. And yet, if we look at our stories, we're completely on the other sides of, of the spectrum. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're this guy who went there and I went here and, and somehow life just brought us together. It's amazing. You're pushing somebody else. So on this confusing. So yeah, it's kind of mad. <laughs> did you just hit someone there? Filming? Is that kind of like torture going on the kids? No, all I, no, all I did was knock on the door because one of the kids is making a racket outside and I know that they'll figure it out, but I'm, I'm muted at the moment. But so, <laughs> just, you know, there's, cool. there's always something going on in the house with some kids. Mate, it's got to be done. 
but yeah, it's like in this conversation. That's, 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 that's beautiful, you know. I, I there, there is, I think that so often, like most of my knowledge came to me from getting as sick as I did, you know, and, and yes. this, is, this is happening now on a, on a global scale and it's painful at the moment, but hopefully people are going to come out of that, you know. And people are people. Are, it's it's it, well. It is waking people up. So many people have yes. said, "I never looked at any of this." I mean, yes. there's so many aspects of it. I didn't. I was fine going. Mm. I I could see it was bullshit from the start. Mm. Yes. I didn't know exactly why. You know, the stuff that I've learned mm. from Graham about the money, the stuff that I've learned from mm. Jeremy about the whole health mm. system and exactly what's happened and where it's all mm. come from. You know, yes. has been utterly fascinating to me. Yes. Um. But but hopefully that's that's what's going to happen now do you, i see a huge shift towards that you know okay on social yes, no i agree they might I agree. be pushing they might be pushing us into an echo chamber like you know you're preaching to the yeah. choir but when i go hmm. on the streets now so many people you, you just sort of mentioned something and then suddenly they're off i was in a uh, i was in a little uh, repair shop you know where you get these uh, the, the these chaps and they sort of fix phones and stuff like that hmm. yeah and this guy was from india he was fantastic and he just went off and went off about this and i thought whoa yeah. it was like this tidal yeah. wave of and this and the rough child and the gates and you understand this and yes. do you understand me do you understand me yeah. <laughs> i'm like yes man I no, but, but it's, it's all coming out now was desperate to yeah. talk about it you know yes well, the thing is, this is, it's, I mean, I, I remember meeting this um, major from the Pakistani army. This guy was like some, uh, it was this guy's super soldier or something. And he goes, the first lockdown made him question everything. I mean, this guy had seen, you know, combat and everything, he goes, but that lockdown just stopped him. And it is, I think what, what they don't understand is this is quite possibly the greatest invitation ever to awaken that's ever going to happen in our lifetimes and stuff. And, you know, I, I shared a Krishnamurti quote on my newsletter and it was like literally about there's this increasing automation and we've got two choices now. We can either Netflix and chill or we can understand who we are. We can go deeper into what we are. And I think a lot of people are choosing that because what's happened is everything that we were sold hasn't provided the security that we wanted. You know, our jobs didn't provide us the securities because, you know, because 10 years from now, most of these jobs are going to be obsolete. Our money is being ravaged by inflation. Our homes now are being taken away from us. Banks, they, they said recently that banks have been allowed to buy, build, you know, buy property now. And I think it's BlackRock, which is, I think, the world's biggest hedge fund has now started buying property. So what's happening is we, we're realizing we built on quicksand. But then how do we build on certainty? And I think that's what this is going to do. It's going to make us certain of ourselves. But we have to go through that dark night of the soul. We have to go through that insecurity. We have, like you said, go through that sickness brought a certainty into you i could turn around to you and say no phil you don't know what you're talking about you have had no awakening no nothing you're like this you're like that you're like that you just get up tomorrow morning and carry on doing what you're doing because you're in certainty now and i think certainty is is where this will lead us because we will start testing everything and we'll start throwing away which you know that which doesn't provide us real security and what's going to be left is this 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 reality of who we actually are and I think that's happening more and more. You're right. The random conversations of people just wanting to tell you. We could turn around and say, oh, yeah, that's because we're afraid and we need to make sense of it. And it's a psychological you know, reaction to what's going on. But at least it's starting something. I think, I think the thing is this. I think it would be controversial. If we just killed Freud and Young, we'd have been fine. I think we'd have been absolutely fine and stuff. Else. Because from what I heard, I mean, there was a beautiful talk about Freud and Young by Christian Martin said the woman that they both fancied me more UG Krishnamurti goes, she knew more about psychology than both of them. So these two fucking idiots were incomplete anyway. You know what I mean? And then what happens, these governments took this nonsense, nonsense and everything and using it to manipulate people. But again, it's mind-based. 
way prior to mind. You know what I mean? Love doesn't just appear in the mind and stuff. So, yeah, I think I, I think a lot of people are going to get pulled out by this stuff. But you know, I don't subscribe to it's going to be some massive cataclysm of event. I think it's just going to be this great feed and society is just going to slowly but surely move into it. And sooner or later, it'll just be, like you said, the Maasai. They're probably all completely awakened, but don't need to talk about it. That will be the day when we know everything's changed, when we go quiet, because there won't be a place. It's like when I went to Multan, which is called the city of Sufis, I couldn't talk there. It was weird. I'm this guy who talks and I couldn't speak. Why? Because there was no need to speak. Everybody was living that reality. And I think that's what we've got to do to get to the point where all these conversations die. But to do that, people have to realize who they are. They have to realize who they are. And they, when they realize who they are, they realize they're enough. When they know they're enough, they take their power back. Then, you know, big businesses, we will realize that we can make a difference. We're being disempowered. We're being told that, look, of course, we're going to take our vaccines because guess what? The government's told us that we need to do this. And we failed. So now what's happening is with a, a simple psychological process, we're handing our power over in, in, in droves now. I mean, Independence Day happened last week here in the UK. And everyone's just still wearing masks. Great, wonderful. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, it's just we've given our power away. And it's, this is that process of bringing it back by making each other. Let, let's start talking. Let's start taking responsibility. Let's start, like, literally bringing it back slowly. But, Sean, I think we will. If we need a cataclysm event, then, yeah, that's absolutely wonderful. You know, if we need some sort of, like, mad Harry Potter Lord of the Rings thing, then that will happen. And if not, then it will. it's even this conversation. I absolutely love this conversation. I've never been so at peace when you and I talk. Normally when we talk, it's really frenetic and it's crazy and we say controversial stuff. And this is just two guys just talking. It's beautiful. That's it. That's the beauty. That's it. What's going on here, Phil? What's going oh, that's on? lovely. And do you know what? I think that's a beautiful place to end. I think we're on about the right time for people to yeah. uh, to, to um, maintain their, their uh, focus. Mate, a joy as always. And Thank you. Uh, Thank you for having me. Well, don't be daft because just so so tell everybody where they can find you because you've got loads of beautiful videos out there that they really should be oh seeing. Oh god. Um YouTube. Books, tell them about your books and go on. Away you go. Away I go. This is the bit where I sell everything. Um right. Um I've got a website called fallingintothemystery.com. Um there's also a YouTube channel if you just point my name to here, Khan. I'm on pretty much all social media as well. And I've written two books called Falling Into the Mystery and Reflections, Musings of a Madman in the Same World which is a book of poetry. Reflections is my personal story um, as to how this kind of came to pass. Um, but what, I, what I'll say most importantly is, yeah, feel free to get in touch with me and everything. But um, going on from what I've said, please meet me one day. Please meet me or please meet Phil. And let's try and make an effort not to meet just on this online space, but to actually meet each other. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I had this beautiful incident that happened about a week ago. I, I, I jumped out of a car and bumped into someone who'd been watching my Facebook videos, and my, my YouTube videos, sorry. And he just came to me and said, yeah, I was like, yeah. And we had this beautiful conversation. And I think that's what we've got to focus on, that reality. So I really, 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 really hope from the bottom of my heart that that reality brings us together. Because as, as beautiful as this is, I, I, I miss the two of us just meeting, like, and just wandering around Parbold and just chilling out and doing whatever we need to do and wandering around Liverpool and Manchester and all these kind of places. So, yeah, um, 
Well, we, we, we will do soon, but I tell you, I'd probably best not put that on my channel. <laughs> yeah, I don't put that on my channel. Don't put that on my Take that bit off and everything. Edit it out. No, yeah, just, um, yeah, all my social media and all of that stuff um, is all there. There'll be links. As a matter of fact, I don't even know why he's got me to say this. All the links will be down below. Or... Yeah, but people listen to stuff, don't they? Yeah, no, yeah, fallingintothemystery.com. Uh, the YouTube channel is a hair car. Um, I'm on all the relevant social media, and, yeah, I just get, get in touch with me and, and like I said let's let's try and meet and let's you know let's look at each other and let's see the whites of each other's eyes and let's talk because that's when it gets really interesting and with that I'll say thank you Sean. Beautiful thank you so much sir. <laughs> thank you. Right we'll do it again and I shall see you in person soon. Perfect thank you. Keep her through cars and a wishing.